Welcome to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet with Ryan Potterack from Potterack Capital Advisory. You have unique values, objectives, fears, life experiences, and biases. Any financial professional who ignores or minimizes the importance of your story may not be able to help you achieve your ideal outcomes or hit your goals. It's time to experience the PCA difference. In this podcast, we help business executives, soon-to-be retirees, and solutions-based individuals overcome the anxiety leading up to their upcoming years. We do this by initiating in-depth discussions about the financial aspects of retirement, like tax planning and asset allocation, alongside, and often overlooked, personal and lifestyle aspects. Join us on this journey where we explore retirement from a contrarian point of view, as Ryan draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help you explore the true purpose of your money in retirement and the impact you want to make in your golden years. Now, onto the show. We've all made mistakes, sometimes with surprisingly good results, but other times, well, let's just say you prefer not to relive those events, okay? Ryan Potterack has his own way of dealing with missteps. Embrace them and learn. I'm Patrice Sakura. Ryan, that sounds like a laudable philosophy, but man, it ain't easy to admit to a mistake. Patrice, yeah, you're you're correct. It isn't. Uh, and it, you know, I went through a, a time in my life where that that flipped is somewhat faith based, but you know, the ego, the ego needs managing with with all of us because it, i think sometimes human nature is okay you made a mistake and then you kind of look around okay who noticed the mistake and can i fix the mistake before anybody finds out the mistake uh-huh. and, and i think that's rooted in just not wanting anybody to think negatively of ourselves and at the same time like in our in our firm we have culturally we embrace mistakes and it takes a while for if we have a, a new employee to to really believe this but i look at it is if first of all a mistake is unintentional so if you have a good person and hopefully we hired a good person and they make a mistake uh if it, if if i ever thought for even a minute it was an intentional mistake it's an entirely different conversation but if they make a mistake then i get to i get to see how they react to it do they accept personal responsibility do they work then to make it right are they are they communicating forthrightly uh, about it and I extend that when I talk to our team about working with clients because, you know, just mistakes happen. And the benefit of making a mistake, for example, something with a client, the client now understands how my team or me at PCA handle mistakes. And in in many situations, because we seek to work with good people, we don't work with not nice people at PCA, but our clients would understand nobody's perfect. And making a mistake and then correcting it quickly and appropriately can be better than never making a mistake at all. And I think one when somewhere along the line, when an employee or an individual can start realizing and being aware in the moment that the world didn't end, it was okay, then you start turning your attention to, okay, what did I learn from that? You know, what would I have done differently? What could I have done differently uh, if I could go back in time, which is impossible? Now that leads to a related uh, concept for me is I'm not a big fan of repeated mistakes, uh, <laughs> you know, because if because be, then it can just be sloppy. It's 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 still I'm sure unintentional, but if you if you learn lessons 
uh, and what you would do differently, which typically would lead in an organization to say, okay, what are some safeguards, some checks and balances that if I get moving too fast on something that I'm going to be able to check that and, and know before it matters. I've just found that I've learned so much more in my past from uh, things not working out well to which in, including mistakes than with successes. Because when we have successes, many of us just think, well, we're just, we're awesome. <laughs> and so that's why we're successful. And there's not a whole lot of critical thinking, you know, put to it. And sometimes I have found what, if a mistake, if you admit to a mistake, sometimes it can change the relationships with other people. They kind of respect you for having said, "Okay, it was my mess up. How do I fix it?" Or I Comple- fix completely it. agree. I yeah. mean, you know, good people are open to other good people who are not unafraid of being vulnerable and saying, "You know, here's here's the situation. I thought this, and then that happened." And um, because in in some ways it. It, on our end, if if we happen to make a mistake with a client, how does that client react? And then some, you know, we don't tolerate rudeness or inappropriate anger and those kinds of things. So if that would show itself, it it it's a lens into that client. And I and I, from the same reason, being the leader of of PCA, is again, I get to see how the employee reacts to the mistake. Um, so I just think there's a lot of positives that can, can come out of it. And when we're having a conversation like this, Patrice, it, it, I think it sounds more natural and logical than it is organically out in society. Because yeah, I believe you do have to be intentional and aware to start going down this path, but it it is self-reinforcing in a way that I think permeates so many other areas in, of, of your life and relationships. That's been my experience. You alluded to your faith before. How does that impact how you view mistakes? Well, I was, uh, I had my fair share of ego for sure uh, early in my career and, and went through some difficult times. But, you know, now it's been 21 years, September of uh, 2022, and just had an experience born again, just without getting too deep into it. It just really a humbling experience, a humbling time in my life through mistakes and failures. And I was also studying the different forms of, uh, of, of faith and different religions and all of that. And it just came, came about to, to embrace Jesus Christ as my savior and, and, and go down that route. And, you know, for those in the audience, uh, you know, may have different faiths in that it's really about living a virtuous life that the, the Bible is, if you just look at it as a textbook, it it's in many ways about, good decision-making. But what changed for me is it really substantially eradicated the ego and the arrogance that I may have had and may have not even been aware of it. I also, you know, being humbled, uh, I've, I've known a lot of great people in business in my career, and most of them have a story. It might not involve faith, but many of them do in which they were humbled substantially, mm-hmm. losing a loved one or, or a divorce or who knows what. And there's just a just a different perspective that that shaped my decision making and my and my thinking going forward. Because it also, at the same time that it tamped down substantially my ego, is it also mostly got rid of fear. Because fear is always a negative emotion about what has not yet happened. 
fear is a is an emotion that that lives in the in the future because um in so it's really about becoming or or being present to try to control your emotions work on the tasks at hand and you know when, when i incorporate faith and fear they're really they really cannot coexist now it can like a lot of things it can be you know do as a person says it doesn't make it you know easy to do but i know since i found faith for myself uh it is a constant reminder uh in the front of my mind to not fear what has not yet happened and so as soon as i make a mistake or as soon as something doesn't go my way in that instant it, it goes from being you know present to the past and so at the point of which something didn't go your way or you made a mistake that sort of thing now you have to decide okay how do how do i handle this and i that's where i've found some of my most impactful lessons through the years is thinking about okay wh- how how would i handle that differently because you know problems or challenges in life if not exactly repeating oftentimes rhyme and so yeah, over time i think that's where some wisdom can come from mm-hmm. to you know take from the past what you can learn going forward but i neither want to dwell on the past because that doesn't serve any purpose or worry about the future for which which has not happened and you know we can't see the future and we can't change the we can't change the past so i don't know how much of that makes sense but that's where i uh, do my best to live no i i love the concept i really do great philosophy how does this impact your relationship with clients well, I look at it when we, with um, working with families and, you know, I'm in an industry, I'm in a business where um, it's completely intangible. So we can do, we can ask a lot of questions, do all, we can do great planning, all of that. And then there are just so many factors outside of the client's control and outside of our control. And so when these factors happen, it could be a war in Ukraine or, or, different government policies are passed, that sort of stuff that changes the planning we did three months ago or three years ago, well, which isn't for it. So we have to change the planning bottom line. And so in that discussion with the client, there can be times where, and I get it, clients want everything at all times, but helping them understand that, Hey, the, just because the planning that we did two years ago doesn't work in the current environment doesn't mean we didn't do the, doesn't mean we did the wrong planning two years ago. So it's in the line of work I do, I'm always being present and future oriented. And it's important for me to be objective that way. And a lot of times clients, and again, I understand it, but they'll look back as if, you know, hindsight, if we do have 2020 vision and could have seen that happening. Right. Uh, I see also some people in the industry or sort of in the industry that try to play off like they predicted the all of the market downturns or even one of them and then and then sell off of that which you know I think that's that's somewhat ridiculous. I always equate that to the the gambling industry picking football games if you were uh, if you were in that business and you told half your call- callers that the team A was going to win <laughs> And the other half, Team B, you'd be a genius with half your audience and the other half would go away, but you'd have half your audience paying for the next prediction. 
and so on and so forth. So I don't know if and that's they would helpful tell to other the people audience. and they would come in and they would. Yeah, so you'd make up that 50 yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, you build a tribe for sure. You know, when you when you have a client come in who's had a negative experience, not with you, how do you deal with that? Well, it's actually the first time I meet with somebody, Patrice, it's the one question that I never fail to ask. And that is what has been your experience with my industry? What's been good? What's been not so good? Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me it gives me excellent context as to where they're coming from, their perceptions and biases. And so when they have a, a negative experience, then I, I want to further understand it. So I'm sort of investigating, just simply asking questions and listening. And it... it effectively is always disconnected from anything factual or or useful today it oftentimes was not a not very good communication between the client themselves and the advisor that they happened to work with at the time mm. it was just perceptions uh that were a little disconnected from what might happen in reality and that's something that we work hard to proactively address or avoid is to discuss, okay, here there's a range of outcomes with every choice, every strategy uh, to make sure that the client has an idea of what could happen, both good and not so good. All right. So to distill this down, embrace mistakes, but don't make repeat mistakes, learn from your mistakes and don't fear the future. Yeah, it's really not revolutionary. It's pretty straightforward, but in in action, it's doesn't seem like it's taken that road's taken as often as it, as it probably should be. Yes, this is true. All right, any final thoughts, Ryan? We've covered a lot of very, very tender areas here for people. People are afraid to admit they've made mistakes. There is freedom, though, uh, if, if you're able to start doing it. It you, it's like what is it the uh, if. If you don't lie, you don't have to remember all of the lies. You don't have to remember <laughs> your stories. So, but no, I don't I don't think I have anything more to add there today. All right. Well, then how can listeners reach you? Well, they can always go to our uh, our website at www.potterack.net. That's P-O-T-E-R-A-C-K.net. They can call our number, main line number is 704-366-5776. And we're out there on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter as well. Fantastic. And listeners, missing any of Ryan's podcast episodes is a mistake you can avoid. All you have to do is follow the podcast, hit the subscribe button, and you will know when the next show is ready for you. And of course, share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Patrice. Thank you for listening to Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Making It Count, Life Isn't Lived on a Spreadsheet by Ryan Potterack, visit www.potterack.net or give us a call at 704-366-5776. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Potterack Capital Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Potterack Capital Advisory does not offer legal or tax advice. Please consult the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. 
Nothing contained herein is to be considered a solicitation, research material, an investment recommendation, or advice of any kind. The information contained herein may contain information that is subject to change without notice. Any investments or strategies referenced herein do not take into account the investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific person. Product sustainability must be independently determined for each individual investor. Potterack Capital Advisory explicitly disclaims any responsibility for product suitability or suitability determinations related to individual investors.